The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play play coming to you live on this Thursday. Casey Gisclair here flying solo. Man, this is the first time all week we've been flying solo, really. You know, I um, spent Monday and Tuesday with Coach Brian Conley. I guess I was flying solo yesterday, but yesterday felt a little bit different because I started the day off board hopping and producing for Ken with Talk on the Bayou today. Was just a regular old, you know, normal run-of-the-mill routine. Show up here, and you know, we'll be making it happen until one o'clock. So we thank everybody for listening today. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. Um, <clears throat> to all the folks out there who are fighting it, uh, let's let's fight the good fight today. I know a lot of friends of mine are currently dealing with some COVID issues and whatever it may be. I got a few that are maybe laid up in bed listening. Everybody's going to be okay before long. Let's uh, let's fight the good fight together. Let's thank our sponsors today, the Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. A reminder, just, oh, 48 hours from now, Join us on Saturdays at 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Grava and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Can't wait for the Sports Corner on Saturday and can't wait for today's show because we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about throughout the course of our 90 minutes. In oh, about 10 minutes or so now, we're going to be going over to E.D. White. We'll have Matt Plitt on the line. We'll be talking with him about... um. Really, all the things that are happening in that transition out there. Coach Plitt is a first-year head baseball coach over at E.D. White. He's had a summer to work with his team, a team that I think is going to be very talented and very gifted and a team that's going to be capable of making a run next season. Coach Plitt will be on at 1145 to talk about that. At noon, we'll have G. Cassard, Ascension Catholic Baseball, on to talk about his team. They made a playoff run last season, actually carried one of the top seeds in the Division Four bracket. Came up a little bit short, didn't play as well as they would have liked in the postseason, but we'll ask G about how their postseason is going and some of the things they're looking to get accomplished as we head towards next year. At 12-15, we'll have Chris Duga on the line. He's the Thibodeau High School football coach. There's a lot of talk right now out of Thibodeau High that the Tigers have a chance and an opportunity to be pretty damn good. So we'll talk with Chris about that. I know they were young last year. They return a lot, and also they get some guys back uh, who left the area after Ida, who have now returned, and this, that, and the other. So Thibodeau has talent. They've got a group that they're super excited about, and we'll ask Chris about that at the 1240, or excuse me, the 1215 hour. At 1230, we'll get to our next Mount Rushmore, which will be Terrebonne High School. I uh, have been asked, oh, you know, wh- who's the next school? Who's the next school? It was supposed to be E.D. White, but y'all, I'll be honest. It was too difficult for me to make an E.D. White Mount Rushmore. I need a little bit more time. Terrebonne, I did some research this uh, you know, last night and this morning and everything of the sort and figured some things out. So Terrebonne High School will be the next one on our list, and we look forward to doing that at 1230. 
Then at 12.45, our betting picks are back after the All-Star break. Uh, we actually have a little bit of Major League Baseball today, and we'll be making some picks on that and letting you all know how we think the games are going to shake out. So, let's talk about this in the first segment of the show. Yesterday was a wild day. Um, you know, leave here, you know, go run some errands, uh, go do some things for you know a friend of mine, as I said, that's you know fighting some issues right now. Then go to South Lafouche High School for a scholarship signing for Darren Ducey, who signs with LSU Alexandria. First things first, right out of the gate. Um, just expressing my complete happiness and pride and whatever other adjectives you want to use for Darren going off to the next level. Darren Ducey is a really really good baseball player man he's a dude that could play all over the field started his career at third base in the course of his career has also played a little first base has also played a little outfield he's capable of catching he's capable of pitching I don't know where on the diamond he's going to play at LSU Alexandria but I know that you can't teach the home run pop and the slugging ability and the ability to go gap to gap and the ability to hit it out oppo I'm sure if he even got a hold of one that way but then certainly pull side, he could hit it out. He's hit so many, not just home runs. A lot of a lot of high school home runs are scraping the fence because the kids aren't strong enough to really muscle it all the way out. Not this dude. This dude has hit some towering home runs that have been 30, 40, 50 feet over the fence in some cases. So he's got that college-level strength. He's got that college-level swing. And more important than that, he's got that college-level drive. He's going to be willing to put in the work. Because, look, college athletics is hard. It's a lot of early morning, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning workouts. It's a lot of late nights doing study hall until 7, 8 o'clock at night. All of that stuff adds up to it being a job. It's no longer something you do with your buddies like in high school. Now it's going to be more like a job, right? And I think that Darren's equipped to handle that. He's got that workmanlike mentality about him. And we're so, so happy and proud of him going off to LSU Alexandria. That's the first thing. The second thing is this, is that, um, and again, this is a tribute to Darren. This is a tribute to you know, Dallas and the family and you know, everybody that's had a hand in this. At scholarship signings, usually we get coaches, family members, teammates, whatever, talking about how great of a player someone is. That's usually what we get, right? Today, or yesterday rather, we got um, nothing but, um, hey, this dude's like a really good guy. Like, hey, this guy's a great leader. You know, this guy's a great Christian. This guy's, you know, a, a great kid, a great student, you know, the, the prominent student athlete and all of those different things that have been said and have been heard. Um so it's a testament to the hard work that he's put in. LSU Alexandria, look, I'm telling you now, and I know that their coach isn't listening. I know that no one out there is listening. Maybe someone from the bio will send them a clip of this. I'm telling you now, you're getting a remarkable human being. You're getting a guy who has championship ability on the field and has championship ability off of the field. And whether he hits... 210 or 400, and I think it'll be closer to the 400. But no matter what he does on the field, he will make any program that he is at better just by his presence off of the field because he's going to have his teammates back. He's going to be able to, um, 
you know, put in the work, set an example, do all the little things, be a great teammate, be a great winner. And I always go back to, and it's one of the, the one of my favorite pictures that I've ever taken in the entire course of my career in the playoffs this past season. It's a photo and it was actually on display yesterday, the scholarship signing, and it teared me up then and it's going to tear me up now. It's a picture of, of Darren standing just outside of the home dugout during the playoffs after a big moment in the game going just crazy, just exuberance, you know, screaming, extremely fired up. And then behind him are all of his teammates in the dugout yelling and screaming and doing the same. And that's a photo that, to me, symbolizes that young man's career. They always say a picture says a thousand words. That picture there, and I was blessed enough to get it. I'm not, I'm not bragging on my photography skills, y'all. My photography knowledge is this. It's look into the camera and press the button. And every once in a while, hope that you get lucky. And that one, I got lucky. Because that picture says more than 1,000 words. That picture says 1,500 or 2,000 words. Because it, it, symbol, it symbolizes that young man's high school career. He's leading, he's out in front, and everybody behind him is following him. And uh, the Tarpons didn't win the state championship like they hoped to. Um, but they certainly had great leadership that allowed them to get into the position that they've been in in the last couple of years. So kudos to Darren for that. Uh, we're super excited because, man, um, it's July 21st, and I was hanging out with B.J. Young and some of the Tarpon football coaching staff yesterday. They're going to get rolling here in the next couple of weeks. I know we got a couple of teams around the area that are going to get rolling next week because maybe they bypass their spring. Um, high school football season is right around the corner. We're already, you know, over here at Coastal Broadcasting selling, you know, advertising packages and figuring out, you know, hey, are, are we going to have uh, – a first down sponsor, are we going to have a coin toss sponsor, all those things that go into our broadcast. We're developing our broadcast team. We're getting everything ready to go, um, and we, we cannot wait. We absolutely positively cannot wait. We're about a month away from, like, scrimmages and jamborees and everything of the sort, and um, it'll be full steam ahead. It'll be full steam ahead. That week one matchup between South Lafourche and St. Edmund will be so much fun. And uh, there are some other really, really good ones around the area that night as well. You know, with E.D. White and Vanderbilt and Thibodeau and Lutcher. And, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of drama happening in that first week. Quick shout out, our guys, Coach Brian Kyle, Tyler Smith. They're listening to the show while crabbing out there, man. Hope you guys catch a bunch. Hope you guys have a great day. And Tyler Smith, we're talking about our broadcast team. Uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Hope you become a member of that broadcast team in the fall. We may need a little bit of sideline help. Let's catch a break. When we get back, y'all, we're going to E.D. White. Matt Plitt will be on the line. We're going to be talking uh, to him about his first summer at E.D. White, some things that he's hoping to get accomplished in his first season at E.D. White. And, you know, Coach Plitt has played all over and done so many different things. We may even ask him about some Major League Baseball and some college baseball and some different things around the horn. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Dufresne Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m., 
Saturday's festivities include middle races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have Gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See y'all there. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey Jisclair here. Hope you guys are enjoying your Thursday. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we'll be joined by E.D. White baseball coach, Coach Matt Plitt. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Morning. How's it going? Doing good. Yeah, pretty good. Happy to hear it, man. Uh, You guys are uh, out of your summer season, and now it's more, you know, lifting, conditioning, you know, getting the guys physically ready. How did your summer go over at E.D. White, man? I know you were anxious to get the kids out on the field and see what they had. How did it all go? Summer, summer has been uh, really, really good. The uh, participation level and, and workouts, uh, we do workouts through core physical therapy. They do a great job. Um, the kids really got after it. And on the flip side of that, the first day we started baseball, we had 80 kids come out the first day. So uh, just a lot of getting to know who they are and them getting to know the new coaching staff. And, and it's just been, it's been really good. Say that again now. You've had 80 kids come out. That's that's crazy, man. That is, that is an absurd number. That's wonderful. Yes, it's uh, it's definitely a change of pace, but it was good just to see so many kids really just enjoying a game of baseball. So, Yeah, very nice. No doubt about it. So 
Tell me about this, man. Is it a situation like how many how many do you want to keep? What is the sweet spot or is it a situation where you have the, the means to keep them all? You know, what's what's that magic number? I would love to keep them all, but we kind of uh, – so far we have uh, four of the coaches and myself, so there's five of us total. And we have the ability to keep an eighth-grade team, a ninth-grade team, and then JV and varsity. Uh, we haven't really settled what we're going to do yet just because we haven't had tryouts yet. But we're really leaning towards just doing three teams, but uh, still have an X out the question of doing four. So, I mean, you have four teams, you're looking at 50-plus kids. Yeah, no doubt about that. That's awesome, man. So, look, one of the things that I thought is is most interesting, and I think it's a good thing, I think it's a compliment, is that, like, E.D. White uh, had a good season last year, but it wasn't a great season. And a lot of people are like, man, oh, what's wrong? Uh, I think it's a testament to the program is that, hey, if they're not winning 2025 games, people think that something is going on. You know, man, you're, you're going into a spot that has a lot of high expectations, but it's high expectations for a reason. It's a program that there are a lot of kids that could really play year in and year out. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. You, you, it, Like I tell everybody that I talk to, I mean, you'd rather have high expectations than no expectations. So uh, we're just kind of at the point with them and just telling them that, you know, hey, we have this many kids. And, and like I've learned, you go one or two ways. Would you rather be a part, you know, a big part of something small or a little part of something big? So uh, I hope these kids, you know, they, they really bought in and looking to get going. No doubt about that. One of the things, Coach, that the Cardinals did last season or, or the, the, the Cardinals had last year was, look, they had a lot of high-level front-end starting pitching. But whenever you would kind of get deep into the staff, that's whenever opponents would start scoring some runs, and that's whenever E.D. White really was having some some struggles and some issues. How do you build up that depth so that you guys could go, you know, two, three, four, five deep on the mound, and you know, give yourself an opportunity to win every day instead of you know every third day? I think it's just getting those guys started when when they get done with football. I give them a two week window of a break. Those guys that come from football, but really giving those guys a good base on, you know. First of all, how to play how to play catch, and then once you get moving to catch, we're throwing you know four and five bullpens before they even step on a mound to face a batter, and then we're all facing batters, and then we get into scrimmages. So just getting everybody on the same page, um, trying not to differentiate too much of hey, this guy's a starter, so he's going to throw more than this, or I don't need to watch this guy's bullpen. We're going to all kind of be together as pitchers, and uh, just go step by step. Weimer's a big-time arm, man, and I had a lot of coaches last year tell me, like, hey, look, he was one of the best, if not the best, that we've seen, and he was really young. You've got another couple of seasons left with him. Uh, talk about what you saw over the summer, and I know as a coach you got to be giddy to get him out there and get some varsity innings next year. Definitely. I mean, him and uh, just a really a big core of, of the team, They're going. they went out and played other places during the summer, and they did a really good job. I was getting – phone calls left and right of just how, how good the uh, guys were doing and, and Tyler especially. And main thing for him now is after we push through tryouts and take a break. Uh, they're kind of at that point where they went all season, we went all summer, and now they kind of, kind of you know, back off the gas pedal a little bit. But they've all had really good summers playing uh, for their team, uh, like I said, especially Tyler. So Very good. Happy to hear that, man. Talk about this, you know, and I ask coaches this often is, you know, you have, and you guys didn't do Swampland, but, you know, for the schools that did or for, you know, schools that do travel ball, whatever, 
a coach will often get excited because, you know, uh, little Jimmy hit 400 over the summer, which that's great. That's an awesome accomplishment. But your summer ends in late June or early July. You don't play varsity games until like late February, early March. There's a whole almost calendar that flips over between the last at-bat to the first at-bat. And, and a lot of that momentum doesn't often carry over. So there's a situation where like it, it, I don't know, it's just awkward. Like you, you want to, I'm sure at times you'd want to just keep the season rolling and keep that guy hot, but then you have that big long waiting period. What's that like? Yeah. And I mean, sometimes I mean, you can look at it the other way around too, as you, you play so much and then these guys get a break and you just got to bridge that gap when the, the break happens to when you start playing again, those guys just got to get the reps in and get back in tune. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in putting the baseball down and putting the bat down for a little while and just, you know, there are other things in, in life than uh, baseball. The baseball field will always be there. So once you get back in that break, you know, just, just get about getting the reps back in and getting back in tune. Sure, that, that's very well said. You know, we were at the Terrebonne General uh, High School Baseball All-Star Game, and I was, you know, uh, hearing you, you know, swap some stories with the kids in the dugout, and, it makes sense now to attacks this question because, you know, the MLB draft just happened. You had that opportunity to play professional baseball and then kind of bypassed it. And I was intrigued listening to you tell that story. Do you mind sharing it on air with everybody listening? I, I don't mind at all. Um, so I did have uh, – I was, you know, lucky enough to have the opportunity to be, to be drafted by Tampa Bay Rays. And I just had gotten to a point in my baseball career that I kind of – had figured what I wanted to do, and then Coach, you know, Coach Robichaud and Coach Jags just—they furthered. They just like they just helped me get, come to that conclusion that this is what I needed to do in life. And I mean, they just opened different doors that I didn't even know existed about the game of baseball and, and how life was, you know, so connected to it. And so when that day did come that I got drafted, you know, I was super excited and, and everything, but. At the end of the day, I, I knew what I needed to do, and you know that's how I was coached. And just watching people grow up and how vital a coach could be to a person and other aspects than just baseball. And so that just that was really getting me going more than going to play minor league baseball. So I opted to uh, not go, and I started coaching. Beautiful. That that's awesome, man. And you're doing a good job with it so far, brother. And we look forward to your future. Um, Another thing that I think people don't realize, and maybe you could elaborate on this, is that, you know, people hear the word professional athlete and they're thinking, you know, five course meals and they're thinking, you know, money everywhere. That minor league baseball life, bro, that's not any good. That's frozen chicken nuggets and sandwiches, bro. That's not a great life. And I don't know. There are a lot of people that aren't cut out for it. No, you're right. Uh, So there was a handful of us that got drafted my last year in college and and just hearing some of their stories, and I mean, I'm talking about guys drafted, you know, 10th, 11th rounds that they're playing a game, and when they get done, they're eating Walmart chicken nuggets. So, I mean, it's it's not all what it's cut out to be when you first start, but it's a grind, and if that's for you, then go get it. Yeah, I totally understand that, man. Uh, so, let, let's talk about this. You know, you got your summer done. What are some areas on your roster that you're saying, hey, all right, we got to build a little depth there. We got to shore this up. Is there any, you know, a spot or two where there's going to be more competition than others on your depth chart? Uh, there, there's a lot of competition everywhere right now. Um, I wouldn't say we're short anywhere. Uh, we are definitely 
busting at the seams in some places. Yeah. But uh <laughs> but I mean it's it's a good problem to have and then it's just gonna create competition amongst each other and at the end of the day the person that goes out there and competes the you know, the most and and does what they need to do will will get that opportunity. But we uh don't really have any any lacking anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing, my man. Look one of the things that I tell Kyle Lasang all the time, and I tell Nick Snack this all the time, and I'll tell it you, is that EDY has so much pride, man. Like, it's a little small community school, but the people that are in that community school are, wo- are woven into the fabric of something that is just so huge. And I'll tell you a story. This past weekend, Kyle brought the football team, all like 100 of them, to a, an independent local professional wrestling show. They sat out there at the top row of the bleachers. They were cutting up. They were having a good time. They were yelling and screaming. And Kyle, you know, I had him on the radio last week. He said, hey, man, I think this is going to be, you know, team building. And I think this will build chemistry and everything of the sort. And those kids had a blast. They're great kids. And that's what I'm getting at is now, not that you didn't have great kids in any of the other places that you coach, but now you're in that E.D. White family and you've been in there for a couple of months. What's that experience been like? Oh, it's just been, it's been awesome. Like you said, uh, Kyle does a really good job with them, man. I mean, that's just, it's it's awesome to get kids in every program that, you know, just like you said, it's like woven into fabric. And by the time they get to baseball season, we're not really bridging any gaps because they have just been doing stuff just like you had just said. So it's been awesome. That's, that's wonderful to hear. Coach, lastly, before we let you go, there's a whole lot of drama spinning around the LHSAA, and we don't know, you know, public schools, we don't know what the, that even means anymore. And, you know, the select side of things, that's going to be open enrollment, that's going to be charter, that's going to be magnet. And if everything stays the way that it is now, your Division II bracket is going to be far larger. Do you pay any attention to that? Do you have any preference into what it's going to end up being? Or is there a situation where, hey, I'm going to just roll out of bed and I'm going to go tell, I'm going to go play the team that they tell us to play? Uh, you, you look at it to a certain extent, but I think the majority of it is, like you said, well, I'm going to make the schedule. I don't look at who's in this bracket, who's in this division, this class. We make the schedule, and then that team that shows up in the dugout, that's who we're playing. So you, you pay a little bit of attention to it, but but not too much. Yeah, and it, I do have one more for you. Sorry about that. You know, you, you're not from the area, right? You're, you're from Texas. And one of the things that we're trying to do in this area is get better facility-wise outside of our schools, right? You know, with our academies and different things of the sort. Matt, we were lacking here for a long, long time. And, and you know, we're starting to catch up now. You've been and lived other places. Are we truly starting to kind of, you know, get closer to even par here? Or are we still way behind the eight ball in terms of what we have to offer our young people? We're, we're getting there. It's definitely, since I, I've moved here, it's definitely improving. Um, I mean, we, you, you really can't compare to, to Texas too, too much because there's got some high schools that you would think you're walking <laughs> on a college campus. I mean, it's just, it is what it is uh, in some of those areas, but I definitely think it's getting, uh, it's getting much better. So, Very good. Happy to hear that. Well, man, we, take you, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, okay, bro? Thank you. Yep. That is Coach Matt Plitt with E.D. White. He's a good one. He's a good one. And I love his answer about, you know, playing professional baseball and everything of this sort. You know, he just had this calling. He wanted to be a coach. He wanted to impact young people's lives the way that, Adults had impacted his life whenever he was a young man. I respect the hell out of that. And I think that it's also, um, there's a misnomer, right? 
people think, all right, I'm going to go in the draft and I'm going to get this and I'm going to get all this money and I'm going to be flying first class. And there are some people, a very select few, who that is the reality. But for the overwhelming majority, that's not the reality, especially in baseball where there's tons and tons of years of minor league ball and you're riding on buses to games. And as you said, you're eating, you know, popcorn chicken from Walmart, which by the way, sounds delicious right now, but you know, maybe we get old after doing it every day. Um, you're not living a luxury life. You're not making tremendous amounts of money and it has to be a true passion. You have to be willing to survive and work through that grind to get and meet the goals that you're trying to get to. Um, and some people want to do it. Some people don't have any other option, but to do it, but you know, they don't really know how to do anything else, but play baseball. And others decide, you know what? I've had a great ride. Let me go and share the game with others. And that's what Coach Plitt is doing over at E.D. White. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going, what heck, we're going from one really, really good baseball coach to another, from one really, really good mentor and teacher to another. We're going to G. Castard at Ascension Catholic out of this break here on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We spent the last segment of the show with Coach Matt Plitt of E.D. White. Now we spend this segment of the show with G. Cassard over at Ascension Catholic. Coach Cassard, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Good afternoon, Eric Case. How you doing, man? Doing great. It is an uh, interesting time of the year to be a high school baseball coach because 
A lot of them are off playing football and doing other things as your summer season is kind of winded down. Uh, what, if anything, are you guys doing? Is it just like conditioning, getting stronger in the weight room? What, what's the July and August months look like for Ascension Catholic Baseball? Well, we, we finished up the month of June, Casey. That was kind of our, um, you know, our, our uh, summer dates where we played uh, 13 games and we were in the Crescent City uh, the Prep League, which was kind of a lot of the American Legion teams that kind of branched off and, and formed this new league. So we wrapped up at the end of June. Of course, we were in the weight room uh, the entire summer, and we're continuing that uh, all the way up until uh, we report. But uh, we're also, you know, 95% of my kids right now are, uh, you know, they're focusing on football. It's that time of year. We're a couple weeks away from those uh, football guys getting ready to crank up, and our kids are in football mode for the most part. We still have a couple kids that are, um, you know, playing some, some select baseball here and there. But for the most part, uh, we're in football mode, Case. We're just lifting weights and getting ready for the new school year. I know as a coach you're excited that they're playing football because, you know, you want them to do multiple things and stay competing and stay in shape and all that good stuff. But on Friday nights when you're out there sitting, you know, at the ball games and you're enjoying it, whenever one of your big guys takes a shot, man, I'm sure, I'm sure you're nervous as heck. And, like, man, you got to stay healthy for me, brother. Oh, it's funny. You know, Bryce Leonard won the uh, the male athlete of the year this year. Uh, he was the Baton Rouge advocate. And that was one of the things we talked about with him and, and all baseball players. You know, you love those guys out there competing. But, man, as um, – I mean, he was a really good player for us this year, Compete, you know, com- uh, committed to Northwestern State. And he's got that mentality, which I love, Case. You know, he's not the guy that's going to – step out of bounds and avoid a hit he he sometimes uh tries to turn up field and uh take on take on a couple tacklers so yeah a lot of times I'm, I'm wishing he steps out of bounds so there's no doubt you always you always hope for the safety of your kids but it's awesome to see them out there competing and you know you only get four years of high school athletics and Friday night football is always you know that's a special that's a special part of your life no doubt. W- were you pleased with your summer, man? I know that you we had you on earlier in the summer, and you said, hey, you know, trying to build some depth and get those young guys some reps and get some seasoning. Were you pleased with how that all turned out? Yeah, you know, you always, during the summer case, you find some guys that, um, you know, maybe you thought wasn't ready, or maybe you put them in a different spot because you got, you know, some openings and trying to put your best people in the field, and they always surprise, and there's, you know, there's some guys out there that you thought would perform a little bit better, but uh, you know, the summer for us is is, uh, is always good uh, just to be able to get uh, the youth and the younger guys some really good experience. They, they play up every every day uh, against really good competition. So you really kind of get to see where they stand. They, they really get an idea of where, you know, they are as a high school baseball player and the, the speed of the game and things they need to do to help us win. So uh, the summer – you know, we accomplished everything that we, we wanted to, and, uh, you know, we look forward to the to the fall, I mean, to the fall uh, to get back in the weight room and then, uh, you know, start preparing for the spring. Because just like just like school right now, as quick as it's, it's upon us, you know, high school baseball season will be here before you know it as well. No doubt about it, my friend. Look, you guys had a wonderful season this past year. It didn't end the way that you wanted it to, but – or, you know, with that having been said, I'm sure that carries a little bit of fire and a little bit of, you know, venom into the offseason. Hey, these guys have a chip on their shoulder and they're hungry to get back there and, you know, break through the wall this time. Have you kind of seen some of that hunger of, you know, hey, 
you know, we're not content to just be the 2025 win club. We want to go and win the whole dang thing next year. Yeah, you know, a lot of these guys, Case, we got a really big senior class this year. We have eight eight guys that all contribute in a big way. Uh, and they've been, you know, a big part of the last two seasons getting into, you know, the quarterfinals. The frustrating thing is is we've, we've you know, both years it's kind of been in our hands and we let it slip away. And I think, you know, we talked about that at the end of the year and during the summer about, hey, it's our time. We need to we need to get over this hump of just being, you know, a team that, that wins a lot early and then, uh, you know, it's pretty much cruised through the uh, the regional round. But it seems like the quarterfinals has kind of been a little bit of a, you know, a hurdle for us. So uh, our mentality is, is, is you know, we got to break through this year. And for a lot of these, these guys, it's going to be their last year and they've worked really hard for four years. Um, our blue co- blue collar mentality is is always that's one of the things that attracted me uh, about Ascension Catholic is the toughness of the kids, and I think this year it's it's not so much you know how many wins we we have. I think we got to do a better job of preparing ourselves so at the end of the year we're playing our best and our best players are playing at their best because ultimately if you're gonna go go along and, and win the state championship, uh, your best players have got to play their best. And I think at times, you know, we've had some opportunities to go ahead and make some plays. And I think now we need to go ahead and, and have that confidence of knowing I'm not, not trying not to fail. Let's go ahead and, and try to win. And, and whatever the outcome is, uh, is fine. But as long as I'm, I'm giving it my all and I'm, trying, I'm playing to win, I think we're going to be in good shape. Very well said. Uh, I know that you've probably studied this. If, and this is a big if, this is a big assumption, if everything stays the way that it was passed earlier in the summer with the, you know, the the open enrollment and charter and magnet schools and all that good stuff, how will it change Division Four? How many, you know, more teams are you guys adding? And what is it going to look like in the future if that's how it actually plays out? Well, you know, in Division Four case, there's only like, if you look at the top 16, both select and classification play, really wasn't a whole lot of effect. I think there was maybe there was one school that factored into, and I think it was Grand Lake, that factored into, you know, our playoffs. So the select side is really the, 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 the tougher side. So even if we would, you know, have some, some teams that would uh, migrate over, um, some of those teams are going to have trouble making, you know, making our format, making, that, making the playoffs. I know we're, we voted to go uh, to a larger group. I think it was 24 in Division Four, so that would add some more teams. But the quality of play, the only the only team that moved up in the select division case was Calvary Baptist. They're moving up to Division Three, um, and I think we have a couple of teams that are trickling down. But for the most part, uh, the select side is you know is where all the competition is at. So I don't think it would really affect us. It might affect you know who we play in the. The first couple rounds, you know, depending where we're seated, but um, man, our, our our select side, I, I feel bad for the classification side. Those guys that are going to migrate into our side because Division Four is really, really good. Yes, it is. That yeah, it is a, definitely a very loaded bracket, my friend. Is leaving the summer? Are there any position groups that you're saying, all right, you know, whenever we get back at it in late fall, early winter, you know, the, we've got to figure out some things or we got to build some depth or I guess what I'm asking is what roster spot is there going to be most uh, competition for starting spots whenever the next year rolls around? 
know, we lost we, we lost our catcher, Lex Melanson, who uh, was a fire plug. He was a two-year All-State guy. He's going he's, he's gonna to play at Nichols next year. Uh, played with Goche and Amade during the summer. They just won the Legion State Championship. And he was so, so much more besides just a great catch-and-throw guy. He was a leader. He was a fire plug. I mean, he caught every inning of almost every game for the two years that I've been here. Um, so replacing him is going to be is going to be huge. We we have we do have a senior uh, who stepped in this summer, uh, Trent Landry, who's also you know one of our uh, one of our arms, but did a really good job of uh, you know catching the baseball, blocking baseball, running the staff, and if we can as a pitching staff do a better job of holding runners, he's got a chance to throw some guys out. So that's the that's the biggest uh, position that we need to fill. The rest of the stuff. Um, you know, pitching wise, we're we're pretty set. We have a couple of younger guys that's gonna that's gonna get in and grab some innings. Uh, defensively, we're we're pretty set. You know, on the diamond, the biggest thing is the guy behind the dish, and and he's been, you know, the biggest uh, biggest reason why we've had a lot of success. So replacing him is gonna be uh, the utmost uh, importance. And I think we got a pretty good head start. We got some young guys in the wings that uh, you know, knock on wood. Hopefully next year they. They won't be counted on to be the guy, but in years to come, um, you know, we can keep that position moving. Because that, that catching spot case, you know, that is so important. Yep. Um, you know, as far as just running the club and, and, and not noticing the catcher, that's the biggest thing. I mean, games you go to where uh, it's not so much about how great the catch is, but, boy, if you can just find a guy that catches the ball, blocks the ball, um, can keep the game rolling, uh, they make such a big difference in, in your ball club. And, and that's our biggest spot for next year. No doubt about that. Let, let's talk about this, man. You know, I'm a couple days late, but I got to wish happy 18th birthday to our guy Cruz, man. Now officially an adult. What a great man. And, you know, uh, he, uh, I met him whenever he was like nine or 10 years old. He's a little bitty dude. He ain't a little bitty dude anymore. He's grown big and tall and great guy. Loves the game of baseball. And, man, I know it's going to be bittersweet this upcoming season. It's going to be the last season you're going to have him hanging around and in your hip pocket all year. Yeah, it's it, it, it's going to be a good one. It's amazing how fast it goes by, Case. I mean, I remember, you know, when we, we first met you guys down there in Homa, and uh, he took he took to took a liking liking to you right away, and uh, you guys have a great relationship. But yeah, he's uh, he's grown up, and and this last year is going to be special. You know, obviously he's a senior, but also you know he's a big part of our program and everything that we do. So it'll be the last time that we get to ride together on the way to school for the year. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll definitely cherish every day. Uh, he's away. He's actually, he's been last couple of weeks. He's been camping at Casey's. He went to uh boys state two weeks ago, and then he's in Baton Rouge uh, this week doing the uh, youth leadership seminar. So that's kind of his, uh, his thing. He, he's, uh, he's grown uh, into a uh, big love for government and uh, politics. So, He's, he's enjoying himself right now. He'll come back home tomorrow, and we'll celebrate his birthday when he gets back to Thibodeau. Very, very nice. Look, brother, uh, we ask baseball coaches this often, and I'm curious to hear your answer. Because I, I don't remember ever asking you about this, and if I did, I apologize. You know, <laughs> you'll have to answer it twice, I guess. What are your thoughts about the, the, the shift debate? Because, you know, I, I, I'm so torn because on one hand, it's okay – uh, it is a little bit boring and frustrating watching guys hammer line drives right into the shift over and over again. But on the flip side to that, it's, well, you know, the hitter does have the option of, you know, just hitting maybe a little bit a softer ball to the opposite way and getting a free base hit, and they just choose not to do it. It looks like it's going to go away next season, and I'm torn. I don't 
fully have an opinion formed on if I like that or not. What are your thoughts as a man who knows far more about the game of baseball than I? Well, I don't know about all that, Case, but I know we've had this talk a couple times, and I, I'm kind of with you. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it should be mandated where you have to keep so many guys on one side of the diamond. If you want to position people however you want to position, you should be able to. My, my comments always been in my thought process about big league hitters. You're talking about guys that hit at the uh, the highest level. They're elite guys in the game. And if they wanted to work the ball the other way, they sure could to be, to defeat the, you know, the, the, the ship or even drop a butt down. But in today's game, I mean, think about it. Nobody's butting anymore. You don't hit run. Um, you know, nobody's really giving up a, an at-bat to, to score a run. They're still trying to either hit the ball through the shift or they're trying to hit it over the shift. I've always said it before. I think some of this stuff is just the way the game has progressed for today, and then also just the climate of, of, of you know, probably pro- professional sports. I think a lot of it's ego. A guy yeah. doesn't want to, you know, choke up and, you know, God forbid, there's there's no such thing as a two-strike approach. You know, you're up there just trying to do damage and, and you know, uh, hit the ball as far as you can, as far as you can. Those guys, those guys can work the ball the other way if they really wanted to, I just think the mentality of the professional hitter today is, is they're, they're not going to do that. They're just, they're just going to keep swinging at it. And either they're going to drive it through the, the shift or they're going to hit it, you know, over their heads. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, you look at the all-star game now that they went, is it the national league didn't get a hit after the second or the third inning, something like that. And don't get me wrong. Those arms that they're facing are phenomenal, but man, the only approach some of those guys have Casey is just, I'm just going to try to, you know, get my best swing off and see how hard I can hit it, and whatever happens, happens, because there's no value on batting average. There's, there's very, very little value on on-base percentage. I mean, that, that should be the whole, you know, reason why you play the game in offensive baseball and offensive production is on-base percentage and runs scored. I mean, that's two of the greatest statistics in our game, and, and I don't know if they're really valued right now. So let's assume for a second that the experts are right and that it will get taken away. Do you think we'll see a 400, uh, 400 hitter without it? Because, man, if you got some of these big sluggers that are so pull-heavy that are grounding into the shift over and over again, if all of those you know swings then become base hits, like we may see some crazy offense. Yeah, you sure, you sure may. But you, you know what else, though, Case, too? A lot of times it's not only a shift, but – Man, they're so good now with all the analytics. And yep. those guys, you watch baseball players, they have cards in their back pockets. So even without the shift, they're so good at, you know, they kind of have a, a really good idea of the high percentage of where people are hitting the baseball. And they're just moving even if it's still the first baseman and second baseman. It seems like they position guys really well also. You know, I, I think the shift will definitely help out, you know, the average. But I, I also think that, you know, they still do such a great job of scouting and having an idea where guys hit the ball the majority of the time, they, they still put guys in the right spots. So um, I think it's going to be a little bit of both, my man. I think averages will go up a little bit. Um, but, you know, who, who knows? Those guys know a lot more than me. That's, uh, you know, those guys do that year-round. <laughs> Very good. Look, my friend, we thank you so much for the time. We're going to chat again soon, okay, man? All right, Case. Enjoy the rest of your summer, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. You too, brother. As Coach G could start with, Ascension Catholic doing a wonderful job. Good baseball coach, good man. Uh, he knows his stuff, man. We're, we're, we're happy to have him on. 
they're going to have a good club. And I, I'm, I mean, I do know a little bit about his roster, but the point that I was trying to make is even if I didn't know anything about his roster, I would know and say with confidence they're going to have a good club just because, you know, that's the way that G is, man. Like, he's going to get the most out of his guys. He's going to get the most out of his guys. Senior heavy group have made it to the quarterfinals the last few years. I hope they're not going to be that team that uh, gets there again. And I, I want them to make the next step forward. I want them to make the next step forward, and I think they're capable of doing that. Let's catch a break on play-by-play. When we get back, we're going to talk a little football. It's always football season in Louisiana. We're going to have Chris Dugas with Thibodeau High School on the line. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season well this year go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafouche for over 18 years We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. the last couple of segments talking some high school baseball with Coach Matt Plitt and Coach G. Cassard. And now it's always football season in Louisiana, but it's actually really almost the actual football season in Louisiana. We go to the phone lines and we have Thibodeau High School football coach and a friend of the show, Coach Chris Dugas. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good. How's it going? 
Good. I know you guys got to be amped up, man. You're getting ready to get on the practice fields and just putting some final last touches on your offseason before the, your preseason camp. What's going on over at Thibodeau right now, brother? Well, we just finished up our last day of workouts uh, right around 1130, and then uh, staff's in here today. We're meeting, you know, getting things ready, and uh going to crank up our uh, practices on Monday, uh, you know, our, uh, you know, just helmet practices and kind of get things going a little bit. And, you know, there's a lot of excitement around here, you know, hearing the coaches talk about, you know, what we're going to do and planning practice and all that good stuff. It's it's here, you know, it's back. A lot of people um, have been doing testing and everything to get everybody's maxes and to see how much growth has been done. Um, have you guys done that at Thibodeau? And if so, ha- uh, have you guys seen some big gains in the last couple months? Absolutely. Uh, we did our max testing uh, last week. And we just kind of made this last week, you know, kind of, you know, just a regular week of workouts. And, uh, I mean, it was really good. We got, you know, we we do like a 1,000-pound a club and a 1,200-pound club. And, I, I mean, the 1,200-pound club probably has more guys than we've ever had in it, you know. So uh, it's been a really good summer for us. Very, very good. I know, man, you guys have told us throughout the offseason that you're super excited about your offense. You know, I know you've told me that. I had Shane on a couple weeks ago, and he was telling me, hey, man, we've got a chance to be really special on that side of the ball. Has that momentum continued throughout the summer and seven-on-seven and everything? Have they looked pretty strong? Yeah. uh, You know, we did uh, a couple of seven-on-sevens at E.D. White, and we were really happy about the way he and threw the ball around. Uh, DeMarcus is looking really good out there, and, uh, you know, we got some complimentary guys to go along with him, so – uh, well, we finished in the spring was good. I think uh, we're in a good place right now. The thing I was really the most excited about in the spring was our offensive line, and those guys really had a good summer. We gained a lot of strength, and uh, I think that's going to be a part of the team that was missing the last couple of years that uh, we might have a strength there. We talk about 7-on-7 seven seven a lot over the summer, frankly, because there's not anything else to talk about. And I feel like, you know, as analysts, sometimes we fall in love with the quarterbacks and the receivers and the running backs, and no doubt it is useful for them too. But I feel like in many respects, Coach, it's a more useful tool for the secondary in that you're able to figure out, you know, hey, who could guard and do these, you know, have, what guys have certain skills. That's a more realistic test than a quarterback standing out there and picking apart a defense without, you know, a rush in his face. So talk about that. How much does your defense improve getting those reps over the summer? Oh, it's, it's instrumental. We, uh, we, you know, we work on our – our base zone coverages and we, we play a little man coverage too. And, you know, when you play the man coverage, you get to see who's, you know, who's got a little bit in them, you know, who will get in there and get up and play a little physical, you know, and it'll be a little different with the pads on. There'll probably be a little bit more contact, but uh, you kind of see who's got that dog in them. You know, like we used to say about a meek, you know, we just said a meek had the dog in him, you know, he would go out there and guard anybody. It didn't matter if the guy was six, four or whatever, he'd go out there and give it his best. And, uh, you know, that's what you see in the seven-on-sevens a lot. of Who can who can do that one-on-one stuff when you get to that one-on-one type coverage and and, and who could play physical a little bit with the jam coverage. So, um, yeah, it's definitely instrumental with your, uh, with, with your secondary. And, and then you get to really look at your zone drops and your zone coverages and, you know, make sure the guys are doing everything mentally correct. And the only thing that's bad with seven-on-seven, you don't really get a run read. And, you, know, you know, you guys should be reading run first and then pass, you know, and reading hi-hat with the line. So you don't get to do a lot of that, and a lot of guys get, uh, you know, I guess a little bit lazy, and they get into their drops a little bit too early. So that's some of the negatives I see with it. But, 
it, you know, it's definitely good for the coverages, you know, both sides, the zone and the man coverage stuff. So let's talk about this. There's a lot of talk around the area right now about the official shortages, and apparently it's as bad as it's been maybe ever. Um, and I've been asking football coaches throughout the week, would you rather, as Thibodeau High School football coach, and let's say you're about ready to play a big Friday night game, you know, a district game, whatever it may be, would you rather have a fully staffed officiated game on a Thursday that got moved up or a shorter staffed officiated game on a Friday and you could keep your same schedule and everything of the sort? I would definitely move the game to the Thursday to have the uh, the better crew. And uh, Keith Menard and I used to talk about this all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I, I prefer having, you know, the full crew to seven-man crew. Uh, and if it would, you know, require me moving a game to a Thursday, if it's not the homecoming game, you know, where it affects a lot of other people, I would have no problem with that. Uh, whether I'd be the home team or the away team, just to uh, to have that full seven man crew, I I, I kind of like having that, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. I'm hoping maybe we could pick up some officials at the end, you know, uh, get a few more guys in there. And I know it's a tough job that they do, no doubt. You know, they take a lot of abuse from coaches, fans, players. It, it's it's a tough job, you know, and. Uh, I'm just hoping for the best with that. I'm hoping we get some new guys in there, some new blood. I know a lot of the older guys are getting out. They just retire, and it's, it's getting to that point to where they're not doing games anymore. But hopefully we can get some new blood in there. I'm nervous to even, like, say the next thing that I'm about to say, but I don't want to jinx it, right? Like, right now, uh, you guys are able to fully meet as a team and do all the stuff that you couldn't do in 2020. Right now, there's nothing that's – imminent in terms of tropical development so like your campus though tony has told me that you know maybe there were some minor things here or there everything should be pretty close to what it should be uh we're a couple weeks away from potentially starting what would be the first normal high school football season in a while and again i'm nervous because i don't want to jinx that but how does that feel to you know have that little bit of sense of hey man like it's about to be something that it hasn't been in a long time well, it feels really good. You know, if you look at the last two regular seasons, you know, the, the 2020 year, the COVID year, it was an eight-game regular season. And then last year for us with the hurricane, it was a seven-game regular season. So uh, we hadn't played that true 10-game regular season. I mean, it's been since 2019. So I'm definitely excited about it, you know, and I'm hoping and praying that especially our area, we're not in a line for another storm or hurricane, anything. Not so much as a, a tropical depression, you know. I we definitely need a break from that. Not and and I'm not only speaking on the, the Thibodeau front, but you know, South Lafourche, Central Lafourche, South Terrebonne, Terrebonne, Ellender, you know, all these schools that saw extensive damage and saw kids, uh, you know, transfer out because of damage to their homes. You know, we we had that situation here. We were lucky enough to get one of those kids back but i mean it's it was just devastating for this area last year and i'm hoping we don't have to go through nothing like that for a long 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 time or ever again yeah very well said my friend you know look one of the things that is so fascinating to me is how much the technology around the sport has grown and what i mean by is you know you guys at one time would have to go and meet you know in the middle of nowhere and exchange you know vhs tapes or whatever now everything's done through huddle and you know now you guys are also watching film of your current game during the game. There are a lot of teams that, you know, have either iPads or big TV set up on the sideline or whatever it may be. Um, 
dude, there's a lot that goes into this. Like, it's a production, man. You guys are always studying and always paying attention to different things. Kyle told me at EDY, you know, they've got a damn drone that they fly over their practices so they could get different angles. And how much do you keep in tune of all the latest gizmos and gadgets to maybe try to give you a little bit of an edge? I don't know if I could ever keep up. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it changes every day with with, with new things coming out. We and we film our practices. You know, we don't use the drones, but we, 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 we go out there with the camera and we film practice, and then we usually get uh, a manager or something with a with an iPad or something to stand behind the huddle to where we get a, a you know a ground level view too. So we do we do some of those things and we watch practice film. But I mean, you're right with some of the things coming out today. I, I don't see how you can keep up with with all the stuff coming out today. And and it's all helpful and it's all to gain advantages. You know, but uh, it's crazy. You know, just thinking about where I started in coaching, like you said driving somewhere on a Saturday morning to go trade a VHS tape and having breakfast with an opposing coach. Now there's, there's none of that anymore. You just one click and huddle and you, you, you know, you trade in three films. And what we do in our district is we usually trade two out of the three on Wednesday. So in JV days, we just click and send two out of three. And then we send the Friday night game film. Usually that night, you know, it's uploaded in the huddle and, by midnight, when you leave in the office, you've already sent that film off to another coach, and it's uh it's broken down by offense, defense, and special teams. It's ODK'd, like we call it. You know, it's just so much saves so much time now. You know, we still put a lot of time into it, and I think a lot of people don't realize how much time actually goes into you know film breakdown and game planning and all that stuff. If you've never done it before, you you really don't have an idea how much time goes into it. You know that. The Saturdays all day, the Sundays meeting and stuff like that. You know, they you don't just show up and and coach. There's a lot that goes into it. So, uh, the technology definitely cuts a lot of that time, and uh, it just gives you some advantages. You know, when you can do the iPads on the sideline. You know, you talk about a kid missed a block, but you could show the kid, you know, what he did wrong at that time, and it's a lot easier to correct because kids are just so much. You know, they, they, they're more visual learners these days. You know, if you could show it to them on an iPad, it's a, it's a lot easier than in the old days when you had a grease board and you were just drawing it up there and you were trying to explain, well, where's this guy lined up? And the kid told you he was lined up in the three-tech, you just kind of had to take his word for it. You know, or maybe the coach in the box he'd catch it. Now you could say, no, he's not lined up in the three-tech, he's lined up in a four-I, you know, or whatever. You can, you can go on the iPad and show him, look, this is where he's lined up. You know, you're not 100% correct on that. So, they, they, there's like I tell the kids all the time, the film never lies. So, it's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to get away with, with little white lies here and there. you got to tell the truth now because there's eyes everywhere. You know, there's eyes coming from the back of the end zone. There's eyes coming from the press box, and you're catching every angle. So, it, it there's nothing that there's – no, there, there's no hiding anything anymore. It's just, it's uh, it's all every, – everything's being watched, you know, but – it's definitely an advantage, and it's really cool, some of the technology that's coming out nowadays. So conversely to that, you know, you said, okay, there's eyes everywhere, and you know, and you talked about all the ways that it could help your team and help your guys improve. With that having been said, is there ever a time where, let's say it's Friday night, let's say Thibodeau's winning by 21 points, let's say it's the fourth quarter, there's five minutes left. Is there ever a time where, you know, you're discussing things as a staff on the headsets and you're saying, hey, let's uh, not do as much of X, Y, and Z knowing that your next opponent's going to be paying attention to it? Yeah, you know, you always – and you always kind of had that going on. You know, you don't want to show too much, especially if you 
you've been practicing some stuff and you may want to save it for a certain game or, you know, you may need to pull it out when you don't think you need to pull it out, like a, a gadget play or something like that, you know, and you're, you're 100% correct. You know, you may want to go a little bit more bland, you know, at the end of the game and just kind of, you know, be really basic and, and just run your base offense and defense and not show a whole lot for that team to scout. And then there's other guys that have, uh, a, a whole different look on it and I'll say I want to show everything because I want to make this guy work hard on Saturday morning you know I want him there breaking down all these different formations all these different plays so he really doesn't know what's going to hit him next you know and I'll show him all these different coverages that I may not even run but I'm going to make him break it down and I'm going to make him waste practice time you know next week trying to prepare for all this stuff that we're probably not even going to do anyway very interesting. I love the psychology of it, man. Thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, brother. All right, man. Yep, that is Coach Chris Dugay, Thibodeau High School. I could talk for hours about all of that stuff that we were just discussing of, you know, breaking down film. And, and I know that there are coaches that intentionally do their, you know, cadences or snap counts differently on film to try to fool a team or steal some cheap penalty yardage, you know, in the next game. I know some coaches that intentionally, excuse me, put out some trick plays early in the season to do exactly what Chris was just saying, was it gets you to have to pay attention to that in practice. And if you've only got two hours a day for four days to get ready, that's what, eight hours of practice time. If you're using an hour of that eight worrying about your, you know, the other team's trick plays that they may not even run, maybe it gives you a little bit of a leg up. I love the psychology of all of this stuff, man. It is fascinating to me. And I appreciate his answers on that. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we've got another Mount Rushmore. This one will be Terrebonne High School. We'll be right back after this with a quick message from our sponsors. The music on the bayou. The all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Tiger Rag. Three-time Home Depot Coach of the Year. Two-time AP College Football Coach of the Year. 11 seasons at Notre Dame. Two college football playoff appearances. And now, the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. What the fadizzle? I know LSU fans will love Brian Kelly. I'm excited. Success follows him everywhere he goes. All he does is win. The winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there as LSU ushers in a new era on the gridiron. He wants to win a championship. His plan to take this program to the next level I be is the same as ours. Under the bright lights. Not here to taste success. I want to be He's here to sustain on the Broadway stage. Shows where LSU is as a program right now. We have a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming in. Super excited. <laughs> I want the fans here early, tailgating and having a great time and and filling the stadium and being enthusiastic. Find Tiger Rag on newsstands and online at TigerRag.com. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. 
Want to know more about Simply Free Checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose Weatherbug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. Play here on KLEB. Casey just there here enjoying our Thursday. Hope everybody is having a wonderful day. Good calling guest today. Very good calling guest. Let's see. We have today. Um, sorry, I was reading an email that I thought was from a listener, but it wasn't. My bad. We thank Matt Plitt for the time. We thank G. Kassar for the time. We thank Chris Dugat for the time. And now we go to our next um, Mount Rushmore, which is going to be. Terrebonne High School, uh, which is a uh, obviously a 5A local public high school here in Terrebonne Parish, one of our older high schools in our area. That is a, a big old classic campus, uh, old buildings, but the facilities are mostly uh, newer, you know, new basketball floor, new gym and everything of the sort. So let's figure this out. The first Terrebonne High School Mount Rushmore guy that I'm going to give, and these are no given order. So me giving this guy the first, you know, nod or whatever is not me saying he's the best or anything of the sort. Uh, Justin Williams, Terrebonne High School. He is 26 years old. He's new. Terrebonne, now here's the thing about Terrebonne. They're going to have a couple of guys here on this list that are younger guys that are, you know, they're, uh, you know, new to the the sports scene. And, you know, they're not going to be, you know, 50, 60, 70-year-old guys. Justin Williams, 26 years old. Why does he earn this honor? He was a second-round draft pick in the MLB draft, currently still playing professional baseball, got drafted in 2018 by the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, had a cup of coffee in the MLB with the Tampa Bay Rays, had a cup of coffee in the MLB with the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Justin hit 443 with 22 home runs and 67 RBI over 78 high school games. He earned all-state honors. He was a terrific, terrific player. Who earned second team, uh, second team, I'm sorry, second round MLB draft honors, got a big uh, multi-million dollar signing bonus for his efforts. Justin was an incredible high school pl- uh, baseball player, and I tell the story all of the time is, um, you know, uh, I met with Justin when he was a senior. We were doing a story about his then commitment to LSU, right? Um and at the time, you know, I'm, I'm out there, he's doing batting practice and we're talking and chatting and everything of the sort. And, uh, he takes off his batting glove and shakes my hand. And, uh, whenever I looked at his hands, I said, Justin, look, what's ha- what happened? Did you burn yourself? 
And then I looked at his hand. It was nothing but blisters from just hitting all day long, relentless hitting all day long in the cage. Said, no, it's just part of the job. Just love what I do, you know, whatever it may be. So he's a tireless worker, great, relentless effort, and he earns a spot on the Terrebonne High School Mount Rushmore. Justin Williams, we hope to see him back in the major league ranks. The next one that we're going to give out is also a baseball player. Kind of crazy is that Terrebonne High School has been so baseball heavy. Wally Whitehurst is the next guy in the Terrebonne High School Mount Rushmore. He was a third-round pick of the MLB draft. Wally Whitehurst played in the MLB for several seasons, uh, went to Terrebonne, and had a nice MLB career, 20-37 and 37 record, which on the surface you'll say, ugh, 20-37 record, that's awful. It's really not. Four, uh, 4.02 ERA today in the MLB, they would take that. That's not a bad ERA. 313 strikeouts. He played for the Mets from 1989 to 1992, then the Padres from 93 to 94, and the New York Yankees in 1996. He also played in the uh, Baseball World Cup in 1984, representing Team USA, and won a bronze medal there. So Wally Whitehurst is a guy who, uh, and he's also done a little bit of coaching since uh, since baseball, and uh, still lives in Homa today. So Wally Whitehurst earns the next spot on the Terrebonne High School Mount Rushmore. Number three is a young lady that is is a friend of mine. She is near to me, a great human being, uh, but I'm not just honoring her because she's a friend of mine. That would be Sierra Lyons. Sierra Lyons gets a spot on the Terrebonne High School Mount Rushmore because she was one of the most decorated, one of the most well-rounded high school athletes that I have ever seen, that I've ever covered. In volleyball, she was terrific. Monstrous. Big, powerful outside hitter, well above the net, and when she hits the ball, there are concerns and fears that she's going to deflate the ball. Just an outstanding, dominant outside hitter. Ended up playing college volleyball for a couple of seasons. Then, women's basketball, right? Post player, dominating, getting rebounds, putbacks, drawing fouls, fouling out the other team's post players. All of that good stuff Sierra was capable of doing. She was a a solid free throw shooter. By the end of the game, she would be one of those girls that you'd look down at the stat sheet. She'd have 17 points, 14 rebounds, three blocks, four assists, you know, two steals, gutsy, gritty, hard-nosed, determined player. Very, very good girls basketball player. Then, oh, yeah, a multi-time state champion in track and field, throwing whatever, shot put, whatever it may be. Sierra Lyons was an incredible student athlete at Terrebonne High School, and part of the reason why she's going to get this recognition, incredibly humble and a wonderful human being. And that humility and that ability to succeed and thrive and have such great success um, while also staying humble is why she gets this recognition. Sierra, if you're listening, hope you're doing well. Take care of yourself, and congratulations again. I know we've, we've, I covered you when you were a student athlete at Terrebonne, and we talk about this often. You had one hell of a ride, and I, it's my honor to give you this uh, you know, distinction as being on the Terrebonne High School Mount Rushmore. Last one is a, is a, a rookie, a puppy, and this one's one that maybe folks are going to disagree with because he's so young, but I don't know that we're ever going to see this again. I'm going Mason Smith for the last one, and I'll tell you why. Mason Smith was a five-star recruit and at one time was regarded as the number one player in the entire country. When is the next time we're going to be able to say in the Bayou region that we had the number one recruit in the entire country? I think it's going to be a while. 
I think it may be 20, 30, 40, 50 years before we could say that again, if ever again. But Mason was that a couple years ago. Signed with LSU, played his freshman season at LSU, had success, and they're expecting big things out of him in the upcoming fall. So Mason Smith earns that spot. He was terrific at Terrebonne, by the way. The stats don't look great at times. You know, you would expect a big five-star defensive lineman to have, you know, 25 sacks. That never materialized, but you know why that never materialized? Because if Mason lined up left, the offense was going right. (laughs) If Mason lined up right, the offense was going left. They were going out of their way and making themselves predictable to avoid him. If Mason was in the middle, they were doing a toss to stay out of the middle. So his presence at high school was most uh, effective, I guess, really as like almost like a decoy, right? Because his presence alone allowed Terrebonne to know basically what the other team was doing. Because no one ever just lined up and said, all right, Mason, you're at right end. All right, we're running right at you. No one ever did that. So by lining up Mason where they chose to line him up, the Terrebonne defensive staff always had a great idea of knowing what the other offense was doing. And, oh, yeah, he was taking up two, three, four blockers at a time too, which allowed other players to break break free and have some success. So that's our Terrebonne High School Mount Rushmore. Wally Whitehurst, Justin Williams, Sierra Lyons, Mason Smith. Um, all some young people, with the exception of Wally Whitehurst, some people that are under the age of 30 uh, by and large. So it's a younger crew, but just goes to show the success that that athletic program has had in recent years and success that we hope that they're able to continue to sustain and can continue to have. Let's get to break on play-by-play when we get back. We're going to... Um, continue to keep the train rolling. We're going to be talking and chatting and breaking down some headlines in our final segment. Maybe get some betting picks as well. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Tiger Rag, three-time Home Depot Coach of the Year. Two-time AP College Football Coach of the Year. 11 seasons at Notre Dame. Two college football playoff appearances. And now, the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. What the fadizzle? I know LSU fans will love Brian Kelly. I'm excited. Success follows him everywhere he goes. All he does is win. The winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there as LSU ushers in a new era on the gridiron. He wants to win a championship. His plan to take this program to the next level is the same as ours. Under the bright lights. Not here to taste success. I want to be. He's here to sustain. On the Broadway stage. Shows where LSU is as a program right now. We have a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming in. Super excited. (laughs) I want the fans here early, tailgating and having a great time and and filling the stadium and being enthusiastic. Find Tiger Rag on newsstands and online at TigerRag.com. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking. Served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. 
Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high-quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life-saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional. During some of the most difficult times in your life, choose Falgo Funeral Homes. At Falgo Funeral Homes, our funeral directors have cared for families in the Lapuche and Terrebonne area since 1912. We're proud to be one of the few independently owned funeral homes. We focus on your needs and earning the confidence of your family for generations to come. Falgo Funeral Homes, caring you can count on, with locations in Raceland, Lockport, Cutoff, Homa, and St. Charles. Back to play-by-play. Play. Let's thank our sponsors one more time. Then we'll get some betting picks. Then we'll get out of yonder. Um, betting picks had gone away because there was no Major League Baseball happening with the All-Star break, but there are a couple of games today, so I'll do my best. Not a big schedule, but I'll do my best to get you some winners. Uh, let's thank the Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South LaFouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. First betting pick of the day. Uh, let's go with... Uh, yeah, let's go with this one. I like the Dodgers to beat the Giants today. Minus 130. Money line. Rodon is throwing for the Giants, which kind of skews the number a little bit. The Giants really aren't all that good. They're 48 and 43. They're just, eh, they're just aight. The Dodgers are throwing Mitch White, who's not one of their best, but he's solid. I just think that against Rodon, the Dodgers are going to be able to do enough, right? He supplies a lot of the power. Somebody's going to find a barrel and hit one out. Uh, hopefully, there'll be a runner or two on base when it happens. I think the Dodgers will do enough. They'll take care of business. They're 30-13 and 13 at home. They'll find a way to get it done facing a Giants team that's 22-21 and 21 away from home. Give me Los Angeles to get the win. I like over... Um, Let's see, over seven and a half runs in the game between um, the Tigers and the Athletics today. That's game, actually, not seven and a half, over seven runs. My bad, don't want to short change myself. Over seven runs in the game between the Tigers and the A's today. That's game one of the series. Uh, game one of the doubleheader, rather. Uh, they're, they're playing two today. This is for game one. Um, Tarek Skubal is throwing for Detroit. He's been good. You know, he's been good. Ain't nothing wrong with Tarek Skubal. But lately, he's gotten hit a little bit. Um, and I think the A's are going to gonna hit him a little bit again today. I like this one for the other side, though. Zach Logue is throwing for Oakland. He's not their best. He walks a lot of guys. 11 walks in 29 and two-thirds. 32 hits allowed. With two struggling offenses, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some freebies, right? Scooble's going to have to walk some guys a little bit. We maybe have to have an error or two. Logue's going to have to walk some guys. I just don't like the pitching matchup, and I think we're going to see some walks in this one. So give me over seven runs. I could easily see this being a 5-4 to four type ball game and over with the number. The last one that I got, I like the Astros to win and cover the money line, minus 125 against the Yankees in game two 
of their doubleheader. Game one is being played right now. It's in the bottom of the second inning. Houston's winning one to nothing in that one. I think they're going to win game two as well. They're throwing Luis Garcia, uh, 3.65 ERA, 1.06 whip, elite metrics, against Domingo Herman, who's going to be making his season debut for New York. Uh, Herman is not um, that good. <laughs> Trying to think of a way to nicely smooth that over. He was 4-5 and five with a 4.58 ERA last season. For his career, um, he did have a good 2019, but he got a lot of run support, right? He did win 18 games, but again, he had an ERA of 4.03. The year before that, 5.57 ERA. So he gives up runs. And against a Houston offense that's very dangerous, could hit it all over the place, I think the Astros are going to touch him a little bit. The Astros play with a chip on their shoulder when they're facing the Yankees, but the Astros, quite frankly, are tired of hearing about how the Yankees are the best team in the American League. They think that they are. They're the defending American League champions. They maybe got a right to think that, right? So I think Houston's going to be hungry, trying to make a statement, and I think that they'll get it done today in game two of that matchup. Very quickly, look around the headlines. Kirby Smart gets a new 10-year, $112.5 million deal. Good God. With Georgia, that's more than $10 million a season for Kirby Smart at Georgia. The Cardinals signed Kyler Murray to a $230.5 million deal. How much of that is guaranteed? Let's see. Oh, my goodness. $160 million in guaranteed money. I don't like that deal for Arizona. Kyler Murray is a small man, 5'10", 207. He takes a lot of punishment. He's one big hit away from uh, being a sunken cost. And uh, the Cardinals just invested a huge sum of money into his future. He's a good player, very prolific, very exciting. I just don't like the size and the the amount of punishment that he takes to give up that much guaranteed money. Um, Let's see, around the world of golf, the 3M Open is happening right now. Sung Bae M is six under par. Scott Piercy, six under par. Tom Hoagie, four under. Uh, Garrett, four under as well. Uh, we've got some live golf news, and then we'll get out of here. Let's see. Live golf. I want to give you the names of the new folks who have defected. Busy all. <laughs> that list is getting extensive. They added three more to their roster yesterday, which consists of, oh, they added some more today. Scott Vincent um, is now going to be part of it, as well as Charles Howe the third as well as Jake Kokrak, as well as Henrik Stenson. Um, big, big, big. They're getting guys in the top 100. If they start to – look, this is going to be the key, and James Schilling talked about this. They're petitioning to start getting world golf ranking points. If, and it's a big if, if that happens, the PGA Tour is in big trouble. If that happens, if those guys start getting world golf ranking points for their tournaments, the PGA Tour mark my words, is in big trouble. Because the only thing that they're holding on to right now is the fact that, as Coach Schilling said, maybe these guys will be landlocked out of major championships in the future because they won't be able to earn world golf ranking points. If they start to be able to collect those on top of the guaranteed money, on top of the better conditions for the caddies, on top of all of that stuff, the PGA Tour is in trouble. Former President Donald Trump talked on his social media platform yesterday about how he believes as a businessman that a merger is going to be coming soon. I could see that being a possibility in the next year or so. I could see that being a possibility in the next year or so. That's all for me. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with our Friday show. We can't wait for it. We're, we should have Coach Chandler Guitros. We should have Damian St. Pierre, and we should be talking a whole lot of sports. Stay safe. 
Stay hydrated. Have a wonderful rest of the day. This is Casey Jiskler wrapping up. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless everybody. Love you guys. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.